Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Classroom to Coffee. It's a super special one because I have uh, two previous guests back on, um, Ben Henkin and Charlotte. Oh my god, I forgot Charlotte's last name. What's your last name? Ellis. Ellis! I just blanked out. I'm very nervous right now because I'm, you know, I'm pretty convinced technology will fail on us today. I'm not traveling with my usual stuff. So, uh, alright, I'm not gonna hold them, uh, back any longer. Charlotte's in New Zealand. Uh, Ben's with me right now in Nashville where we're gonna attend Copy Chief Live by, uh, Kevin Rogers. We have tried to plan this interdimensional conversation <laughs> for, for several weeks now and finally did it! So that's, that's a our, win! That's a win. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I have them back on because uh, they posted wins recently on the Coffee Chief forum, and I would love for them to share. You know, I think it would be so great, right, to have like several examples on one show of like teachers winning in copywriting. So, um, Charlotte, could you introduce yourself and and what it is that you do now, what you used to teach? Around this time last year, November 2022, I left teaching um, to do freelance copywriting. And now I've just landed an agency job. I work for a personal branding social media agency, and I'm the copywriter writing copy for all our clients. That is so cool. So um, she's going to share, you know, the the journey she took to uh, where she is today. Um, but before we do that... Uh, ben, do you want to introduce yourself and, and reintroduce like what you used to teach and what it is that you do now, um, the adventures you have been on recently? <laughs> uh, so that's going to take a whole podcast in its own. Um, <laughs> the short version, I was in education for 12 years. In high school uh, education, I was a math teacher for six and then an assistant principal for six. Uh, so June of what would be 2020. 2021. I'm like losing the years now. It's, um, I left uh, left education full time to pursue uh, freelance uh, copywriting and email marketing career. So um, it would be 2022. It's been about a year, a little over a year now that I've been doing this full time. Uh, so it's been a cool experience, a cool journey, and uh, recently landed my biggest retainer client um, since starting which was a really cool experience. Um, so we'll dive a little more into how that came to be and uh, how we've gotten to this point uh, in the last year and a half. Awesome. So I guess I guess this question's a bit repetitive. Like, um, but would you like to elaborate? Like, both of you elaborate further on on your wins and the nature of the win. Why what it means to you personally? Because, um, like you you guys have recently snagged like pretty um like steady gigs. Um. I'm sure the journeys you took were quite different and, and just talk about what it means for you at this point in your journey from, you know, teaching to copywriting. Charlotte, do you want to go first? Was that a very long and convoluted question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay, I got it. Um, so I did full-time freelancing for about 10 months and I, I just kind of got to the point where I felt like because my background's not in marketing, I was limited in my kind of overall knowledge uh, like copywriting I could I knew what I was doing but I wanted to learn from people who were doing other 
um, things in the marketing space. And also, I kind of miss being in a team and being able to bounce ideas off of other people. I felt like working from home all the time, I spent so much time like in my own head. And sometimes like having that space to bounce ideas around really helps me um, yeah, be more creative. So um, I sort of applied for this agent agency job like on a whim because I was really torn between like do I give up the flexibility or like you know there are pros and cons to freelancing versus having a job um so I was it was sort of out of the blue unexpected but I've realized that it's a really good like um I'm in a good place now being in this job because I'm learning so much um and it's been cool to get feedback from other people on my writing who actually know. Like, it's different getting feedback from a client versus someone who you – they have spent a long time honing their own writing craft. Um, so I feel like it's going to make me a much better writer, and it's also going to give me more well-rounded um, experience in, like, running a marketing campaign, working with a client, you know, for 12 months. Um, versus just kind of a one-off project and being on the sidelines on that as a copywriter, um, just only being a small part of it, being able to work with the designers and the videographers and the you know people doing the strategy has been really, really exciting and fun. So what would you say would be the biggest um, difference in your day-to-day life now, you know, compared to when you were freelancing? When you're freelancing, you don't actually spend, I feel like I only spent maybe half the time writing. The rest of the time was like prospecting, um, meeting with potential leads, posting on LinkedIn and networking and things like that, which it's not that I didn't like doing that, but sometimes it was hard to balance, like finding new work and also doing the actual writing. Um, So it's kind of nice every day to just wake up and know what I'm working on and sitting down to write because I do really like writing. Um, so I think that's probably the big difference is it's not 50-50. It's more like 80% writing, 20% you know, meetings and other things. Yeah. I mean, that for me, that, that was the biggest difference too that, that I appreciate. Um, I have a, I have so much respect for like freelancers and I've, I've said this to you so many yeah. times. I said this yeah. to you to Chris. Uh, um, yeah, so what what about for you? Could you talk about like um this retainer client cuz I know you told quite the story on Coffee Chief, I'm this, sure. It was a big one. So kind of the backstory leading into this when I when I left teaching and started pursuing a freelance copywriting career, I had zero background in marketing. I was coming essentially from from ground zero. I had no network, I had no uh, no previous skills I could rely on. I couldn't put a resume together other than taking the the skills that I had from education, um, which we all know transfer nicely to all sort all of the worlds, but going into a marketing world that people look at in many cases they look at an educational background unless you can portray it in such a way they don't they don't see the ability for it to to really make that leap. So I had been working with uh, an ad agency for a little over a year. They did mostly pay-per-click. They were front-end, Facebook ads, Google ads. And for a few of their clients, I was writing email on the back end. And it had gotten to a point where I had almost, I pretty much, I would outgrown that relationship because my ability to earn was capped. 
based on the client that I was working with and that agency relationship. So I was ready to go kind of out on my own and do more freelance, pure freelance work. Um, and this was the first client that I connected with, um, actually connected with them off of Upwork, um, was kind of my, my initial lead and, and did a, an email audit for them and put together a proposal. Um, but I was able to take the, the monthly revenue that I was earning from the agency and re- fully replace that with this single retainer client, uh, which was just a massive step in my, in my journey to be able to take what was three to four different accounts through the single agency and transform that into just one account. Where now over the past six, seven weeks, I've been able to dedicate more time to that singular account, learning their products, their strategy, their email marketing, their team. Um, and so that alone has been a really cool experience. And like, it's freed up more time on my end, like Charlie Singular, to do more of the prospecting, more of the LinkedIn outreach, more of the content generation, um, which I know in the next few months will help continue to, to increase my own uh, my lead generation as a freelancer of my own business, which is, which is cool. And it's, it's interesting to hear from, from Charlotte's perspective. I know from your perspective as well, that decision of, do I stick with the freelance part of it? Do I go with a full time? And that's, I've struggled with that as well. And that's part of it's my own stubbornness that I, I knew I wanted to be a freelancer that, that control. So I, there's been a couple opportunities, either full time, full opportunities or potential opportunities to go in house or to go full time. Um, and I've struggled with that because there's Charlotte, like I said, Charlie touched on a lot of those aspects, the team building aspect, the getting the feedback, working, especially coming from education, you work so much as a team. So doing the freelance part of it's so much of a change, but that's for me has always been my guiding light. It's where I wanted to be having control of, of where I, where I am and what I'm doing. So it was really cool to get this opportunity to see this come to fruition after a year and a half. Of a really, a really cool opportunity with a big company, um, and to fully change really what I'm doing on a month-to-month basis. So before I ask like the next question, which is like one of the biggest questions that I have, I just want to take some time to like congratulate both of you, and you know, it's just. It's gonna be the, the cheesy, corny part, but you know, I I love uplifting other people and just like showing them off to the world and like look at what former teachers can do. Um, so when I saw your post on Coffee Chief, I was like, I don't care how hard it is to get all of us on one call, like we're gonna do it. It's gonna be an epic episode. And now you have it. Um, but you're the, cool, t- the cool thing is, in Tanya, you don't give yourself enough credit. I don't think you. That's Every, all of our all of our journeys have been different. I, I've admired you since we we were in um, Escape Philosophy last summer together. I, I'll never forget those calls and seeing you pop up every every day. You had questions and your journey from from then till now, what you've been able to accomplish. And the cool I was talking with somebody earlier. We were um, I met up with another um, copywriter that's here for the national event, and we were talking about our journey. She had another she's um, in the education world as well. But just everybody's journey is so different and how we've got, how we started, how the journey goes to where we are now. The cool thing is there's so many ways to get yeah. to wherever you want to be and everybody's, everybody's end goal is different. And that's the, that's the beautiful part. Whether you want to be a full-time freelancer or you want to go in house or however you want to do it, there's so many ways. And your journey has been cool to follow, Tanya. And I 
at Charlotte's. You've done some really cool things. And so it's it's just it's a very cool to get all three of us together and have. Oh, he did the corny part for me. I didn't have to do it myself. Um, yeah, he he. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean the this is. I will always just plug Coffee Chief, but that's kind of where we we are all on, like that's the community that we're in, and it's the actually the the only way I knew to connect with with both of them. Uh, and the more digging I do, the more teachers, like former teachers, I find lurking in the copywriting world that don't think that that's a like a an interesting aspect of your story. But um, part of why you know we're doing this, or like why I'm recording. All this is like what Ben said. There's so many ways to get into this, and I, w- I would love for there to be as many examples as possible because there's no one way. Um, anywho, so uh, I'm curious, Charlotte. Do, uh, so, is this gig like, uh, do you get to work from home? I remember you said something about you had to be in the office for a while. So, for the first two weeks I went into the office, I lived in Auckland, but I lived. If there's no traffic, about 40 minutes outside of the downtown area. Um, so it's doable, but I wouldn't really want to do it every day yeah. uh, just with traffic. Um, so I work from home basically as much as I want, but I've decided to go in every Friday just to stay connected with the team. And um, if I lived closer, I would go in more often, honestly, because the studio is so cool. Like, we have people coming in all the time for photo shoots and, like, recording their podcasts and, like... Um, there's just always something happening. So I think there's something about the energy of being in the same room with people, which is really cool. Um, and there's only me and one other person who are remote and the rest of the team's in person all the time. So I don't want to be completely out of the loop. So, yeah, it's a good balance. I, I get to, like, have that flexibility because I don't really mind when I get my work done. Uh, which means I can, like, pick up my kids from school and take them to swimming and catch up whenever I need to or work early in the morning when they're still asleep. But then on Fridays, I get my day to, like, catch up with everyone in the office and kind of meet with people and um, meet with clients sometimes and things. So it's a really nice balance. Yeah, it sounds like a really great arrangement. I, I never thought I would ever go back to the office Um or that I would want to until I did remote work for a while. And then sometimes you just want to connect with someone in person, right? Um, and then you were talking about, you know, debating with yourself whether to, to take on full-time work versus staying a freelancer. And, but ultimately what you, you say, you, what you prize the most is control, right? And would you like to share how that control over your time has led to some adventures over the past month? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so one of the biggest things that my wife and I have kind of put into motion uh, last summer when I switched from being in education for 12 years that was taking 60 plus hours a week of my time into doing this freelance work where I can now work whenever from wherever um, we put the wheels into motion to do uh, some full-time travel uh, so we we sold our house um, we've been living with uh, family we bought an RV and um, this past month and a half we did a 30-day kind of test run uh, so we spent 30 days left from Washington DC did the uh, the Northeast 
portion of the United States, go up through Massachusetts, up to Maine, right outside of Acadia National Park, uh, then back through Vermont, New York, and, uh, and Pennsylvania. So it was an awesome opportunity where I was able to, I worked, I worked the entire time. Well, not the entire time, obviously, but uh, I was able to kind of set my schedule. So I had, we had work days, we had travel days, and we had experience days. So I uh, was able to kind of set, these are the days where I'm going to put in a solid day's worth of work. These are the days that are, I'm going to put in a little bit, but we're going to travel. We're going to spend five, six hours on the road. And these are days we spent a full day in Boston. Um, we spent a few days in Acadia National Park. Uh, we spent a day up in Stowe, Vermont, um, touring the Ben and Jerry's factory. Um, so being able to fully set that schedule, have complete control of, of what I did, when I did it, where I did it from, that for me um, has been the biggest driver um, of, of where where I've been, where I want to get to, and kind of how I've how I've gotten to where I am now. I'm secretly asking Ben all of this so I can do the same thing, but with cats, because he's doing it with kids, and I'm going to learn all his we, secrets. We've got we got two two kids and, and two dogs. So oh, wow. uh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. So yeah, loading up uh, two kids and two dogs in a uh, um, in a Sierra 3500 towing a fifth wheel behind us it's it was an interesting journey and we're gonna go really off the rails here in a second with this conversation wait wait <laughs> this, i'm, I'm trying to get the timeline on this thing because um you posted about getting this big retainer client um pretty recently mm-hmm. did that happen it was right before we left oh <laughs> wow <laughs> okay um the number one thing i want to know is like wi-fi and internet like how yeah. did you handle all that. Uh, that was interesting. So we, so part of this experience was testing a lot of different things. So we don't, we didn't get any sort of dedicated Wi-Fi or, or, or remote um, internet. Um, the goal is to see how much we could rely on both campground Wi-Fi, which is notoriously spotty and shaky, and then also um, just hotspotting off my phone um, through the Verizon network. So for the first three campgrounds, so New Jersey, Boston, and then Maine. We got incredibly lucky, uh, was able to, uh, between the campground Wi-Fi and then off of my phone hotspot, had no issues, able to do Zoom calls, did all the work I did, zero issues. Um, and then we hit Vermont, um, and the campground Wi-Fi was terrible, and we had zero, wi- zero Verizon uh, signal. Um, and the same happened in New York. So about a week and a half where we were, I had... I had no connectivity, so I ended up having to resh- had to shuffle all of my meetings. I had enough enough internet where I could write and I could get on Clavio and I could kind of schedule emails, but there's no shot of doing a video call. Um, so I had to reschedule all of my video calls for two days. For and each stop, spent one day, went out to a coffee shop um, and spent six, seven hours at a coffee shop between getting calls done and getting work done. So just boiling that all down. So long story short, we've got a plan for full-time getting better internet. Um, but it was a good experience being able to, once again, having the flexibility to say, okay, I can't do all our calls on this Thursday. And um, it was it was an inter- interesting experience. It was not ideal, um, but we got it done. Well, that's life on the road, right? Correct. It'll never be Correct. ideal. Uh, I lost my suitcase on the way to Nashville, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, I want to backtrack a bit. Like the 
process of actually getting um, the jobs or the clients that you have right now? Um, are you comfortable sharing that the journey, Charlotte? Is is the can you hear the sirens? Is it really loud? Oh my yeah. god! There's a lot going on outside. <laughs> Welcome to Nashville, guys. Yeah. You're Welcome right here you. with us. Uh, so yeah, um, like the journey, the challenges of uh, applying, if any, you know, and like the interview process and all that. So, like I said, I was really tossing up like whether I should start applying for jobs or not, and I wasn't really applying for other jobs. But this one was an agency that I had been following for a while on LinkedIn. So when I saw a job pop up, I was like, oh, I'll just apply for it, like. I have nothing to lose, basically. Like, I could, they're not going to choose me, whatever. Um, so I got, and then I was like, well, if I'm going to bother applying, then I should at least, like, put in a little effort. So I um, sent a message to the owner on LinkedIn, and I was like, hey, just wanted to, like, um, connect with you, let you know I just applied for the copywriting job. I see you guys mostly work with, like, um, personal brand um, clients. That's the type of client. I usually work with as a freelancer, like, um, just wanted to, like, say hi, basically. And he was like, yep, we'll get you in for group interviews. So they do group interviews because it's a really fast-growing agency. So a good way to weed people out is bring in, like, 20 people at a time. So I went to this group interview. There are actually, like, 33 of us. Um, but the reason that they do it is because they said in a one-on-one interview, you can kind of fake your way through, but in a group interview, they're looking for how you interact with other people and, like, if you're a decent person, basically. So we had to do these, like, group activities. Like, we had to come up with a story and tell it in a group, um, like, one line each. And so I guess they wanted to say, like, you know, do you listen to other people? Are you good at collaborating? Like, are you supportive? Are you, like that type of thing. But when I went, most people at my table were like right out of university, like 2021, because this agency has like, I don't know, 700,000 followers on TikTok. So they're really well known for like social media and being like really cool in the young space. And I was like, I feel like such a mom right now, like the oldest person here. And all of them are like, I'm hoping to break into the industry, like just finished school. And I was like, oh, so I thought I'm like never gonna hear from these people again. I'm totally not what they're looking for. So I get an email like, oh, "We want you to come in for a second interview," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, so I went to a second interview, and that one was with two people in the team, and it's basically just like an hour-long conversation because they're like, "We care more about like the culture." So do you like? Are you easy to talk to? Do you share similar values um, that we have? Do, what do you like as a person? Um, so it's just like a conversation. No, I was waiting for all of the like hard-hitting questions, but they never came. It was more like, I guess, getting a, a vibe check. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, again, I was like, yeah, I'm never getting this job. Like, you know, got interviewed by people that were like, to 24 year olds or something and I was like they probably think I'm like really old and out of touch or whatever not cool enough to be here and then um so I get another phone call and they're like we want you to come in for a third interview and I was like what are you talking about um so my third one was with the um executive creative director and 
again, it was just like a conversation. And by the end of it, I walked away and I was like, I think that I have this job. Like, I don't even know. It was so weird. The whole time I was like, what's even going on? But I guess I'll just keep going down this road and see what happens. Yeah, so I left that and I was like, I think they're going to offer it to me. And then I was thinking, like, do I even, like, is this what I want? And But it, the fact that they would let me work remote was like a deal breaker for me. Um, so that was it seems like everything just fell into place really well. Um, and I guess the reason they said that they really liked me is that most of their clients are trying to build their business on LinkedIn. And that's what I've been doing through my freelancing work for the last 10 months. So they were like, you have such a leg up over someone who's never done that because you know what works on LinkedIn, you know what makes a good post, you know how to write already, you know like what clients are looking for because you've done client facing work too. So they were like, there was, no way that someone else like had the same experience as you so it was like an easy choice basically which was cool so I was like I don't think I could have jumped into that straight from teaching I had to like build up that experience first I love I love the part where you said um I'll just see like take the next step and and see where all of this goes I feel like that's kind of been my my journey as well Mm -hmm. um is it, is it starting? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no worries. I'm just, I'm so anxious. There's like so many things going on. Yeah. And then there's the music and the sirens. Now there's a plane flying. Uh, very bad ADHD, so <laughs> please forgive me. Um, is it, uh, would you be comfortable sharing? Like, would your, would your client mind if you shared that experience that you, you shared? Yeah, I'll, so I can share this, but I don't want to share any client details. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so really what I, I went through the freelancers kind of up and down as far as feast and famine this year. So the, the beginning of the year, I went through a period of time where it was, there was, there was a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of good stuff. I had my biggest month back in March and April of this year. Um, and then some different things happened between, between work and family and things dipped. And so over the summer, it kind of dropped back down and then back, um, got back into July and August. Uh, and really started getting more focused on my lead generation and my outreach. And so most of what I've done as far as lead, lead gen outreach goes comes from job boards, um, places like Upwork, places like Copy Chief, um, and then a few other networks that I'm tapped into. Um, I haven't done much cold outreach. It's just not an area that I, I feel overly comfortable with doing. It's not, it's not something that I, I really want to invest a lot of time into. Um, so a lot of more warm outreach, more connections. And so Upwork's a place where what I've found has worked nicely for me is, is looking, weeding through the different posts on Upwork and figuring out, okay, what looks, what has the earmarked of looking like it's somewhat has some potential, um, it's pretty easy at this point to identify different Upwork posts that are AI generated. Um, if somebody's generating an, an AI uh, Upwork post, I have zero desire to reach out to them. Um, but you can tell when there's ones that are, are legitimate people that are reaching out through Upwork for help. Uh, and when it gets to the e-commerce space, um, reaching out and offering the opportunity to jump in and do, depending on the post itself, jumping in and doing some sort of audit, I have found it works really well. Um, and so that's how I ended up with this client. They had posted something about um, campaigns and segmentation and kind of needing someone to help out with email. So rather than going in and proposing 
uh, a whole bunch of work. I went and all I did was propose, let me do a, a quick Clavio audit and a strategy call. Um, charged him, I think it was $100 total to do both of those things. Um, but it got me access to their Clavio account. I was able to go through and look at all their flows, um, their campaigns, their segmentation, their pop-up, everything else. Um, and then had a 30-minute call, which I think ended up being about 45 minutes. Um, I shared my all my finances with them ahead of time. We spent about 30, I said 30, 45 minutes going through. Okay, here's here's what I would do. Here's kind of the next steps. Here's what I would what I would see over the next 30 to 90 days. Um, really, with the intention of just kind of sharing here the 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 what, not the how kind of idea. Here's what I would do over the next 90 days. Um, and so as we finished the conversation, the CEO was on the call with the CEO and the CMO. Um, and the CEO said, yeah, we've got our, our email guy, our, our head of email is, is leaving the next two weeks. We need somebody to step in. We love what you share. Like, would this be a, a project you would want to come in? You would want to take on. Um, so everything worked out, worked out nice in that respect. I was able to say, yeah, let's, um, let me put together a proposal. Um, put, I was able to put together a contract and everything sent it over to them. Um, I was able to take that um, and, and turn that from, from an audit straight into a retainer, which was pretty cool. Um, but it was just going in with the idea of let me use what I know about email, what I know about e-commerce, take a look at what's already going on, provide some strategies, some, some what I would do. Um, and that's, it turned into a really cool relationship. I missed the part about standing your ground. <laughs> or is that not 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 um, um, safe for? No, public? that that is that is. Sorry, it's, it's yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think back to what what I shared with with the competitive community. So it, it just it turned into um, we had this conversation. They asked me for an initial proposal. Um, I put something together. I put something initial together, um, sent it over to them. They sent sent back some some different requests, asked what I could do, um, so kind of reduce the scope to match what their um, what they had as far as budget goes, um, and then kind of it, we got to the point where they they needed somebody to step in. They they kind of dragged their feet in the dragged their feet a little bit to get everything going and um, they need, they needed somebody to get started um, and it was kind of sticking to my um, sticking to my gun so to speak and it was, I'd sent over the contracts and over the invoice um, they wanted to do the kickoff call and it was but they hadn't they hadn't kind of followed through on their end at all um, so it was saying like, I'm ready to get started but we've got to get X, Y, and Z done we've got to get Got to get the invoice paid. Got to get the, the kickoff call scheduled. Um, and so they had that initial kickoff call, but they hadn't had the invoice, didn't pay the invoice yet. And so, um, kind of continuing to reach out and stand my ground and say, okay, this, this is what's going to happen. This is what has to happen. You got to have the contract signed. Got to have the invoice paid. Then we do the kickoff call. Then we do this one. Then we do X, Y, and Z. Get into it. Um, and so, standing, standing from all on all of that really helped kick everything into gear, um, got everything started, um, and has led to a good relationship since then where I've I've been able to step in and say, okay, and now I've been working for six months with, or sorry, six weeks with them, um, 
I've been able to, to step in and really assert myself as the as the the expert in the room, both when it comes to email, when it comes to some of the more marketing ideas. And I think a lot of that stems from that initial interaction where I was able to to, to stand up and say, Here, here's how this initial part works. Once we get this step done, then we get the next step done, then we get the next step done. Um, so that, that was a really cool learning experience for me. Um, it was not easy, but paid its dividends. So cool. Um, how much of that, like, assertiveness do you think came from being a former assistant principal? <laughs> or is it from something else entirely? Um, there's definitely some of that that comes from from being an assistant principal and, and being the leader both in the in the classroom as a teacher, um, being the leader in the building as as an administrator, um, and so some of that just that that innate um, this, those those transferable skills that you learn in the classroom as an educator, um, having the expectations and whether it's talking to a 14 year old kid in algebra one, saying hey, here's how the class here's how our class works, or whether it's talking to a parent who wants special provisions for their kid and saying, here's, once again, here's how the process works, or special education, whatever it is. So definitely some of that, that innate, that, that, what, what I developed over 12 years and then combining that with what I've learned from different programs that I've gone through, both through Copy Chief and, um, through programs like One Person Agency and things like that. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's not one single thing. Um, but it, it doesn't hurt having that experience coming from from education. Yeah, he's talked. Uh, one person agency is the program by Chris, Chris Orzakowski, yeah. who is also a former teacher yes, who is. has also been on this show. It's all come full circle. So, um, I like to end off with uh, asking you both uh, what advice you would give to. It doesn't just have to be teachers; just anyone who, you know is looking for a steady gig. I mean, I know you didn't set out to look for one, um, but you, you kept your mind open, you kept going. Uh, yeah, any advice at all for someone who's looking for steady work in copywriting? I think don't discount your background or think that if your background's not in marketing that it's a disadvantage. I think like there's space for all types of perspectives, and I've found that it's it hasn't been something that like people hold against me it's more like if you find that common thread of something from your background and relate it to copywriting and just make it really clear that that's it makes you a better copywriter then people will get that um but if you go into it with the mindset that like i'm behind or like i don't have the experience to be here then you won't really have the confidence to go for opportunities so just don't let whatever your background is hold you back awesome thank you what about you ben I, th I think the first thing is to determine what it is that you want, right? Um, and that what it is that you want may change. Um, but if what if if you're looking for a career change and moving from the classroom to a different full-time position in a copywriting marketing um, sense, or if you're looking from going from the classroom or, or wherever you are now to a freelance kind of business owner. Um, Whatever route is obviously is everything has its pros and cons, has its um, benefits and drawbacks. 
So step one to be parent, what it is that you want, and then understanding that your path to that end goal is going to look different than most people that you're going to see out there. Um, there we live in a beautiful world right now where you can find so many people through podcasts like this, through social media, through communities where people have gone from a full-time job, whether it's in education or, or another field, to a freelance career, to a business career, or to totally just changing careers. Um, but the, the cool thing is that everybody is it differently. And so that, that's all, it's cool, but it also can be restraining in that sometimes you can feel like, okay, I have to follow Tanya's path, or I have to follow Charlotte's path, or I have to follow Ben's path, whoever it is, or, or Chris Orzakowski's path. And everybody's different. So being able to go and say, okay, I, I want to get to point B, whatever point B is, and then being comfortable with your path from point A where you are now to point B where you want to be, being different than anybody else's, um, and having that confidence that you have the skills, whatever, wherever you are right now, you have the skills that you set your mind to it, you invest in yourself, you take the time to to develop those skills and you're comfortable with the path that you're going to take, you can get to wherever you want to be. Um, but don't try to be like somebody else. Don't try to follow somebody else's path um, in lockstep. Carve your own path. Learn from the people that have gone before you. Reach out. Ask questions. Network. Um, and then continue to develop yourself, your, your skills, your, your own personal development to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree because I I didn't think, you know, that one day I would be so my 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 win and the share that I'll just quickly end off with. Um so I recently got my dream job at Stansbury Research um in the financial copywriting industry. Um before this I just knew of financial copywriters and they were all remote and I was like yeah, I want to do that. And financial promos are a whole other beast. And, you know, I'll explain why they're fun to write in like a different setting. But like, I thought, you know, how can I just get to where um, they're at? And, and then I look back at the, the journey that brought me to where I am. Like in a few months, I'll be moving to Baltimore because like Charlotte, I missed that in person, you know. Uh, I don't even have to move actually. It's not a requirement. Um, I'll probably do what Charlotte does and like, uh, be in the office like once a week just to build those relationships. And I could not have replicated the journeys of all the other financial copywriters I bugged online. I was like, how did I get to where you are? You know, it's, it's I, it really depends on the person. Like, are you willing to, <laughs> You know, I mean, for me, uh, Ben knows this because I just wrote about this. Like, are you willing to endure, like, nonsense at the immigration counter every time you leave the country? Uh, are you, are you willing to, um, you know, invest the money to fly to another country and, and take an interview? Uh, everyone's path is, is very different. So I hope that, you know, when you listen to the different episodes of Classroom to Copy um, and notice you know, just how different everyone's journey is that to take comfort in that and not like, oh, but mine looks so different. Um, and j just know that, you know, there's so many different possibilities and you, that you don't have to replicate anyone's. Yeah. 
Um, Amen. <laughs> that was a mouthful. But uh, thank you guys so much for for spending this time with me, and you know, for all the back and forth uh, of of trying to pin down the time. I got the time wrong multiple times, <laughs> even with a time zone converter. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, do you have any last words to the audience? Uh, no, I think this is, this has been awesome. Glad we were able to sit down and. and put this together it's um i appreciate what you're doing tanya and getting us on here and sharing your story and allowing us to share ours and there are so many stories out there so everybody has the opportunity to write their own it's pretty cool okay that's so being poetic because we're copywriters <laughs> what about you yeah i mean i'm inspired by both of you guys and i think like being a teacher and looking ahead to people who are just a little bit farther along the road uh, in the copywriting world was really encouraging to me to see like that I could do it too so uh, I think that's the beauty of community and uh, having a network that's supportive and yeah yeah it's not cliche guys like it's community is real we mean it we mean business <laughs> all right um I, we did it guys we did we the did this, Finally got together yeah <laughs> thank you so much for listening and Uh, I'll see you on the next episode of Classroom to Coffee.